morning. <laughs> Grieved in the evening. But I'll be ghost by midnight. No sleep for the haunted. I see the fire from the torches. Body single fire with a high on their horses. Shiny gold stars looking flyer than their horseshit. Eyes full of dollar coins, I can make them all rich. Never wanted to be wanted. They wanna hit me like a portrait. Funny, I ain't even drawing yet. Money on my head, got them all around a doorstep. I said I lost it. I said I killed it. Punch your rappers, yeah, I sure did. So get the law, I don't plan on getting caught yet. Back against the wall, gun drawn. When you call, I keep the door in. Cause I admit it, you know I did it. And I ain't gonna pay for a minute, nah. I'm gonna be a problem. Got you messing with a lot So I admit it, you know I did it. Hey, g'day, how are you? Welcome to episode number 41 of the Average Man Podcast. Wrong one. The smooth sounds of Seth Century there. I'd like to jump straight into my shout-outs before we get going here. Uh, first and foremost, and always, I'd like to shout out to Two Way Hire Services. Two Way Hire Services is your family owned and operated two way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge. Whether you need a portable handheld radio, CB radio for your vehicle, or an antenna, Two Way Hire Services will keep you connected. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.twhs.com.au. Also, would like to shout out to my brother, Captured by Carlos, two-time Average Man Podcast alumni. The boys just bought us a brand new Prado. He's been um, decking it out. I think he went camping in it last night too. Shout out to the brother there. Um, he's a local photographer doing landscapes, commercial little commercial jobs, drone photos, uh, small video edits, which you need to check in with him on his um, video edit of Greg Chamberlain's Gibb River Road trek. Um, check out episode number 37 for that one. It was called um, I Was Only 19. I had a chat to Greg about his um, walk for fundraising um, uh, to, to fundraise awareness for post-traumatic stress disorder in, in uh, soldiers and first um, uh, first responders. And, yeah, he, he took a bunch of video footage and um, Carlos has put together a video edit for him. So I'm not sure where if that's dropped yet or what the deal is. I need to check in with him and find out what's going on with that one. But that's um, captured by Carlos. He also does family portraits and um, he's on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Check him out. Shout out also to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. PCC are a company that thrives on making Headland an awesome place to live through epic live events and supporting local musicians. They got their fingers and everything. They were at Marble Bar Cup last weekend. They'll be doing setups for NADOC week this week. They'll be the guys who are hiring equipment, setting up sound desk and doing sound desk control for Northwest Fest. They did Red, uh, Red uh, Country Music Festival recently. Just all over the damn shop, you'll see those guys kicking around. Brad Holder from PCC um, uh, Productions is a really good dude, and they are really... Uh, passionate about making Headland a great place to live through live events. It's very true. Check those dudes out on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.pccproductions.com.au. Uh, also, I'd like to shout out to the crew at Ironworks Gym, Kate and Nibs down there. Um, 
Ironworks Gym in Port Hedland on Anderson Street is a functional fitness studio. It incorporates Olympic weightlifting, uh, plyos, um, gym, normal gym, workouts, cardio, and, um, yeah, they do sort of uh, – I've got something written there. That I'm not sure what it says. PL. Olympic weightlifting, PL. Mm. Gym, plyos, and cardio. Sorry, man, I need to rewrite my little spiel there. I've, I've stuffed that up for you. But that, that they've got – it's sort of a um, CrossFit-style workout. Uh, they've got a great gym there on Anderson Street. They do group fitness classes. Um, and – yeah, they are all about having a strong community of like-minded people who help push, support, and motivate their members to their full potential. They cater for all people of all shapes and sizes, no matter what fitness level you are in. The motto is, we are dedicated, we are determined, we are iron strong. That's Ironworks Gym on uh, Anderson Street in Port Hedland there. Get out and check them out. Their classes start, I think, the first one's at about 5 a.m. in the morning. They have classes you know, throughout the day, the last one running at about 6 p.m. So plenty of chances to get in there and get your work done. That's my shout-outs done for the week. Um, yeah, g'day, how are you? It's Saturday the 13th of July. Happy EFI. I'm just kidding. Uh, EFI. Fucking the uh, retail industry trying to create a new uh, holiday period for us to all go spend our money calling it EFI and lumping us with ads. Bloody... You know, there is some good sales out there this time of year, to be fair, but it's still just a bunch of bullshit, really, isn't it? Uh, but it is Saturday the 13th of July, tax time. Looking forward to seeing what the tax man's going to send back my way this year. It's a nice thing about paying tax. I've, um, a lot of my career, I've been a uh, subcontractor, pay your own tax. Sometimes you don't pay your own tax and you end up with a big tax bill at the end of the year. That's never nice. It's gets scary this time of year. But for once... Um, yeah, the last couple of years. Anyway, I've been back on wages, so the man will be giving me some money back this year. You looking forward to that? So, um, yeah, a little rundown of the week. The week in review. I was going to pick up my tinny today. I still am going to pick it up. Um, it's been in just getting it serviced and getting the carburetor cleaned out and whatnot. She's been sitting there for six months. Me and my brother did some work on her and, and got her up to the standard where she's ready to hit the hit the ocean and get back out and have a bit of a fish. And I was, I was planning on getting out there today, but sitting up at the lookout where I am today, it's uh, much better weather for windsurfers. I'm looking at one right now over a spool bank. We've got 40 kilometer an hour plus winds at the moment, so she's fairly ripping in. Not really good uh, tinny fishing weather. Um, I'll get it out on the weather on the water sooner or later. Probably next weekend, I reckon. Uh, I've had a, a pretty big week at work this week. Uh, you know, like skipping lunch breaks, no, no lunch, no smokos, just a lot of work, uh, driving around, organising crap, a lot of physical, um, manual labour work as well, which is good. I love it. Uh, it's good to be busy. Keeps me flat out. I, I, I've been pretty bloody sore at the moment. Um, like I've, I've just had a, a week off the gym, um, yeah. And but yeah, I've been quite physical at work, so it hasn't kind of been a great rest for my body. For my body, but at least I wasn't burning the candle at both ends, as as they say. Um, big week. Had a good sleep in this morning, which is really uh, something different in our household. Kids are up, you know, early, early. And we're up early for work as well, but on the weekends they're still up early. And, and you know, I normally got someone, son or my daughter, you know, making some sort of racket between two, three, four a.m. in the morning every single night. 
So I think my daughter came in at about 4 a.m. last night and, and hopped into bed and she went straight to sleep with us and slept until 7. So that was bloody magical. It's good, you know, when you all when you all need it and the whole family needs it and you all sleep together like that, sleep in, that's bloody brilliant. So that was that was last night and, and, and this morning, nice little lie-in. Um, I got my, my parents in town, so we had a bit of a fire pit last night um, and... The kids have been loving hanging out with them. So, you know, we had a little bit of a later night last night. The kids had a bit of a later night, which is probably why they, they slept in. The The plan was to, to go down and get fish and chips from Spurlow's van, who, who parks up at uh, the boat ramp in port on Thursdays and Friday nights. But old mate wasn't there last night. He, he had an uh, an event, catering event on, uh, assumably Nate, something for, for NAIDOC week. But, yeah, he wasn't there. So and uh, at last minute we, we realised that and... and had to knock something together, which is one of the the big benefits of having the uh, the grandies in town, the oldies in town. My um, my dad's a really good cook, you know, and I do ninety percent of the cooking in my house. But um, it was good to have it's good to have the old boy here. He's a really good cook, and, and just last minute I said, "What can we do? We want to knock up something easy." So he knocked up a nice chicken curry, chicken curry with rice and papa doms, and um, yeah, yeah, we got into that, smashed that back, and um, he's, he's had a couple of yeah, he's, he's done a bit of cooking this week, which is really good, man. I, I to have I enjoy cooking, I love it, but to have a break from it and have someone else do the work, and like I said, he's a really good cook. It's, it's been pretty cool, something special, having um, visitors, having the grannies in town. Um, yeah, we did the fire pit last night. I think we're going to spark her up again tonight. This wind should should drop off this afternoon sometime, so I'll probably go down to Spoil Bank for a couple of hours, take the kids and the dogs down there and stretch our legs and then come back, and, and fish and chips will be at the boat ramp tonight, so we'll, we'll just – Rain check that until this evening, do fish and chips, and then another five pit at home, which is nice, cool, cruisy weekends. And then, and then probably the yachty tomorrow night. Kids down there as well, and the parents down there. Um, so, no, it's good, it's been nice, relaxing kind of like I said, I've been flat out at work, but been nice, relaxing time spent with the, the grandparents and stuff this week. So, that's pretty good. Um, and we'll continue on tonight and tomorrow night as well. Yeah, I said that a moment ago that I've had the the week off the gym at the moment um, because man, I've just I'm just sore in so many different places. I'm feeling thirty as fuck, uh, thirty six as fuck right now. To be honest, uh, you get these little niggles and tweaks, and then they kind of pile up on top of each other and don't heal as, as quickly as they used to when you're a man of his twenties. So I've had some niggling problems with uh, my knee and my, my hand and my shoulder. So I've got. I got this old shoulder injuries, both shoulders. Um, I got arthritis, pretty, pretty, pretty hectic in my right shoulder. No cartilage left on the joint whatsoever. Um, and basically, I've started when I was about 17, 16, 17, dislocating my shoulders quite regularly. I've popped my right shoulder out about 25 times in the vicinity of, and my left shoulder sort of 18, 19, 20 times, somewhere around that. Um, that mark. So a lot of dislocations in both shoulders and a lot of damage done while doing those dislocations. Uh, I haven't done it in years now, probably about, about five years since I popped a shoulder out. Um, last time I did it was drunk at the Marble at, uh, at the um, Heady Cup. So whatever, five years, maybe even six years ago. Um, wrestling somebody, as you do when you're a bit younger and stupid. I would have been 30, so not that young, but still stupid. And, and that's kind of... Um, not doing silly things, not being 
getting intoxicated and doing silly things and um, just more a lot more exercise, um, building up the muscles around my shoulders and things like that has helped me uh, to, to stop uh, popping them out. But the damage is kind of already done when you pop them that many times. So I get a lot of arthritis in my, in my right shoulder. I actually went down to Perth to get the operation years back now, again, probably six years ago, five or six years ago. And, and um, like I'd, been, I'd seen the specialist, had the... Um, the consultations had the, the uh, reconstructive surgery all booked in, where basically they screw the cartilage um, socket joint back into the bone of the socket joint, uh, and then they cut and shorten the ligaments attaching the shoulder to to the um, scapula, so it doesn't have as much room to stretch and pop out. And um, when they when I went under, under the knife, the the surgeon couldn't pop the shoulder out begin with that was the right one which i hadn't done in a couple of years at this stage couldn't pop the shoulder out due to bone spurs that had built up around the um, ball and socket joint calcium spurs i should say built up on the bone and um then he, he got the the uh arthroscopic camera in there and um there was I think that's the name of it sounded like it was right when i said it hey anyway he got the little camera in the incision that he'd made there and had a look around and showed me the video footage of it. And, and there's just um, basically the cartilage that's left on that joint is little hairy. Little, it's like a desert with little hairy bits of shrub floating around in the synovial fluid here and there. And that's the cartilage that's left on my shoulder. Where it's meant to be two solid slabs, a slab of cartilage on the socket and a slab of cartilage on the ball joint. But um, no, not for Davo. No, no cartilage for you. So yeah, that's um that's where the arthritis comes from, and sometimes um I don't know what happened, uh, but I just woke up with a bloody sore shoulder on Monday morning, and um yeah, and then that's been bloody pissing me off all week, doing a lot of manual labour as well, and the shoulder I'll jump straight into local events here, and this all ties in together. Um, the shoulder I blame on what could be considered a local event last weekend. It was a big event, and um, it was Gloria and Nikki's big gay wedding. So. Last weekend, last Saturday, uh, our neighbours and friends, Gloria and Nikki, got married down at the Spoil Bank and then had their reception at the Yacht Club. And uh, it was a local event because there was a lot of local, um, you know, sort of uh, a lot of local well, – they're well-known in the community and a lot of sort of um, people who were involved in the community, like Kelly, Kelly Howlett married them and there was a bunch of – you know, she, Gloria's on the, the, um, the council here and she owns, you know, they own the, the home hardware – so those guys are well entrenched in the community. It was a big event, big wedding, and um, I was just um, I'm not really drunk. This was the plan. I, you know, I don't do it often. I've got the young kids, and I like to stay fit and healthy and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I limit my drinks to a few drinks over dinner and and maybe a few around the fire pit sort of thing. I'm not a big um, session drinker, but yeah, I said that. Let the hair down and um, um and have a few drinks. Got had a babysitter, which was my brother. And we'll, we'll go all out at this bloody wedding. And I did that. And um, well, I'd say I woke up hungover on Sunday, but I didn't really go to bed. Came home at 4.30 in the morning because kicked on over at Gloria and Nikki's house afterwards for a while. So I came home at 4.30. I was up by sort of 5, I guess, with the kids and that. And um, I just woke up. My shoulder wasn't sore on the Sunday, but I woke up with it thumping on, on Monday. So I don't know if it had something to do with running my body down or maybe I just slept on it like a dead weight all, all, all night, Sunday night. But, yeah, she woke up pretty pretty sore on the Monday. So, yeah, I had the, the big – Gloria and Nikki's big gay wedding uh, on uh, Saturday, Saturday Arvo, Saturday night. It was a really, really good day, man. Great day. 
um, great food. They had a couple of they had a pig and a lamb on the spit and a couple of curries and heaps of heaps of nibbly, like heaps and heaps of food. Really, really good feed, man. Loved it. Heaps of alcohol, good, you know, they had all the beers and wine and champagne and everything going going on. So good day, good afternoon, good evening, and um, oh, man, hung out too long, got too drunk. I just I, I overdid it. I, I thought I'd let my hair down and go all out tonight, and man, I bloody regretted it. Regretted it for days afterwards. I ended up leaving finally in the end because. Yeah, I was trying to talk to someone and realised I couldn't communicate properly anymore. I don't, I don't like being that guy. I tried to, I was trying to get my thoughts out and um, and, and say what I was thinking, and I realised this isn't going anywhere. You're rambling, so I just kind of did the old sneaky white ninja. I um, just kind of stretched out, uh, just stood up and grabbed my belongings and quietly drifted off into the night and came home. But like I said, I didn't get much sleep. And I probably overstayed the I probably overdid it by an hour or two, but you, you do get that sometimes, eh? So that was Glory and Nikki's wedding last weekend. Awesome night. And then the next day, my wife, you know, stepped up to the plate. She had a big day and big evening as well, but did go to bed a couple of hours earlier than me. And um, she stepped up and looked after the kids. I was a useless lump, just a sack of skin and dreads on the bloody couch for all the, the next day, getting in the way. And um, but there was there was a big UFC event on, so that was cool to sit back and and um, watch that one. And I, I had no energy in my body, man. I was like the full blown head spin, like feeling kind of ill type of hungover. So I was just sitting there watching. And there was some really good knockouts, some really good fights. There was actually the fastest UFC, uh, the fastest knockout in UFC history took place last Sunday. And I was just sort of lying there, like, yeah, awesome. I did the. Did the thing, but, you know, I really I should have been jumping, jumping up and screaming and, and going off because the the stakes that were that were, um, because what was at stake was also what made it such a big fight. Two dudes don't like each other. Two guys who are at the top of the welterweight division. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, who's a striker and he's an old school street sort of dude who's from back in the Kimbo Slice YouTube backyard fight days. This guy's back in the – there's footage of him in the early 2000s fight, fighting in backyards in Florida. Um, you know, he's a hard, hard dude. And um, they call him the Cuban Jesus or Street Jesus. Looks a little bit like Jesus, but he's Cuban street sort of wise top dude. Fighting an undefeated uh, two-time Olympic wrestler in Ben Askren. Ben Askren's only just come over to the UFC. This was his second fight. Uh, but he's undefeated, as I said. He's been a champion in two different organizations. And really the only reason he hasn't been in the UFC earlier was because he and Dana White uh, never saw eye to eye. So he finally gets uh, gets brought over to the UFC. He gets his first win, which was a controversial win over Robbie Lawler earlier in the year. Choked him out uh, after getting rocked early in the fight. And then... Him and Jorge Masvidal have been at each other back and forth, really don't like each other, really built this fight up. Whoever wins is probably, you know, in uh, the, the title picture. And um, buzzer goes. They run towards each other and uh, flying knee, bang, straight off the buzzer, KOs him. Five seconds. Flying knee, as Ben Askren went in for a takedown, Jorge Masvidal flying knee into the face, two follow-up punches, which were unnecessary, but Jorge will say that they're super necessary. There's a meme going around of that. But yeah, knocks him out in five seconds flat, flat man, and it was brutal. So that was pretty That was pretty awesome, and then there was a great KO in the, um, the co-main event as well, which was Holly Holm, who people would know for being the first person to knock out 
Ronda Rousey, defeat and knock out Ronda Rousey here in Australia, in Melbourne. I was there. I was there while she kicked Ronda Rousey in the head and the roof bloody blew off the place. After that, Amanda Nunez knocked out Ronda Rousey and now Amanda Nunez, who's the current champ, who's two-weight division champ, uh, knocked out Holly Holm with a shin kick to the face. So a bit of her own taste of her own medicine. So that makes Amanda Nunez undisputed the greatest women's fighter of all time. She knocked out Ronda Rousey. She knocked out Holly Holm, who was the first person to knock out Ronda Rousey. She's the uh, undisputed bantamweight champ. And then she knocked out Chris Cyborg, who was the undefeated, undisputed featherweight champ. So she's knocked out everyone. Oh, and, and Misha Tate. She took the belt off Misha Tate, who was also um, you know, one of the greatest female fighters of all time. So she's knocked out all the great female fighters. Knocked them all out in the first round. So hands down, Amanda Nunez is the greatest female fighter of all time. It's happening right now. Pretty cool, though. So that happened. And what else happened this week? We had the New South Wales. We had the state of origin, New South Wales. Born on this series, son. So good. So good. The the dynasty that that um, towered over us and tormented us for over a decade, the Queensland Maroons have finally toppled, been toppled. We beat them once in, in like a 15- or 14-year period, and then they got another couple of wins over us. Then we won the series last year, and we won the series this year, and the tide is finally starting to turn, man. Mind you, they had a whole bunch of superstars retire from origin footy, such as Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk. You know, they the forwards, they had Sam Thiday. They had, well, I couldn't, I lose myself going on with the list. Greg Inglis, they have had a, complete phenomenal super team retire but that's just the way life goes man the, the New South Wales are on the upswing and we got the bloody series win now we dominated dominated them in game two which was in Perth at Optus Stadium holds the record for the largest crowd at Optus Stadium just saying AFL people and uh, we came into this game knowing we had to come out hard knowing we, we, we couldn't let them get into this game knowing we had to really smash them and we didn't we came out and played pretty shitty in the first half and, and uh, I think we went to, to half time at, at um, equal score, but Queensland really had the upper hand of the, the momentum of the game and didn't look good for us. But we came out, turned it around in the second half, took control, but then let them back into the game and it was even again. Uh, and we were wondering if it was going to end up going a golden point. I was getting that to that time of, of the game. Daly Terry Evans probably should have gone for a field kick, but he didn't. He went for the big bomb instead. We got possession of the ball, minute and a half left, something like that. Um Mitchell Pierce throws to Mitchell Pierce throws to uh, Tom Travojevic. Tom Travojevic out to the sideline to Blake Ferguson. Blake Ferguson catches it right on the sideline, dodges a tackle. I'm not sure who tried to tackle him. Dodges, dodges a tackle, nearly gets taken into the sideline, and manages to keep his feet. He's doing the thing where your arms flail around and you're nearly stacking it forward while you're running, like when you come off a skateboard too fast. Kit manages to stay on his feet, throws it back inside to. Uh, to James Tedesco. Tedesco gets around, get Dane Gagai, and boom, gets the try. I will, I go around Will Chambers, and bang, gets the winning try down with bugger all left on the clock, and it was bloody phenomenal. We were blowing the roof off, screaming around at my joint. Kids were in bed, luckily we didn't wake them up. The missus was giving me dirty looks. But we got through it, got the bloody win, and it was a phenomenal win. They didn't even, they had to clear the field to get, to let, um, uh, James Maloney take his, his um, conversion kick because basically they were celebrating like the game was over. Everyone was running on the field and everything. It took five minutes to clear the way for him to kick his uh, 
is a uh, is conversion kick, which really was just a complimentary at that stage. The game was already won and over. But yeah, so good, so good, man. And we really are, I think, moving into a new era now where it's going to be a much more competitive um, competition over the next decade. Bit of back and forth, never hurt anyone. Wouldn't wouldn't mind having a ten year dynasty ourselves. But we'll see how it goes. Pretty hard thing to pull off. And what was funny as well after the game, uh, it was probably about an hour after we just had the TV left on and we were doing things, tidying up and having a drink and a chat. And I went back in and watched a uh, an interview they were doing in the in the New South Wales locker room. So it was probably a good a good hour, maybe an hour and a half after the game had finished. And they'd obviously been drinking celebratory beers for the whole time, probably throwing them back. Some blue can they had in their hand. I'm not sure what that that blue can is. Maybe it's a specific. Um, some bit maybe one of the beer companies has sponsored the New South Wales uh, Blues Origin team, and they did a special can for, for Origin or something. I'm not sure, but it was a blue can, looked like the Blues colours. They're all drinking them, uh, so yeah, it would have been a sponsor. And they they interviewed uh, Brad Fittler, the coach, and um, it was pretty funny. How he was pretty, he was half cut, like he was doing fine talking, but he had a bit of a slur to his words, and he had the can in his hands, and I just thought this is so funny on free to air. TV, you know, like huge event like this, and we're watching the, the interview on the, uh, the coach, and he's sort of half cut. And um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was quite funny because it's a huge sporting event, the most watched sporting event in Australia. That's what they say. So it's a big bloody event, and and as Gus Gould said, because the refs were pretty hard out in the first half, really interfering in the game and slowing down the 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 um the the swing of the game, and and Gus Gould says. Look, this is the biggest sporting event uh, that our country has to offer. This is what we use to sell our sport to the world. You know, this is to show the world what uh, rugby league is and to show the, the best players in the world competing against each other. And um, we, they don't, people don't come to watch the to see how good the refs referee a game. So refs need to take a step back and stay out of it. I thought that was a great line, and it's too 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 bloody true as well. Let the players do their thing, have as minimal impact on the bloody game as you can, mate. That's that's what a good ref does. Uh, but yeah, great night, great win, and, and um, good to have my parents up. My old boy is a massive rugby league fan, so my brother came around, and my mum was there, and um, yeah, my dad was there with us, and, and um, yeah, we had a good night watching that, and screamed and shouted, and, and um, had a ball. So that was awesome to, to get that win. So, what else was going on this week? We had Marble Bar Cup uh, last weekend. So I was at the, the big gay wedding, but a lot of people went out to Marble Bar for the cup. And apparently it was a really big year this year. I I've actually never been, so I can't say too much about it. But um, meant to be a, a great event. And, um, yeah, apparently there was a lot of people there. The lines were huge. So it, was a, it was a really big event. And uh, I think that, you know, I probably need to try and, and, and do my best to get out there next year before things start getting away from me. I've never been. So, I don't know, with kids as well now. People do go out with the kids. I understand that. So, I don't know. Maybe we need to go out and check it out just to so we can say we've bloody done it. But um, Marble Bar Cup was last weekend. Uh, this week has been NADOC week, so there's been a few different NADOC events on around town. Um, as I said, I think that's where the Spurlow's Fish and Chips van was last night, catering some NADOC event, a NADOC week ball event or something like that. So that's been happening all week. Uh, and uh, we had also had the, the trip in a van crew in town this week. So... Uh, I think I've mentioned on here before, there's a family, um, they have a social media, pretty big social media presence and following, uh, Instagram and Facebook, they've got a webpage, they've got a bunch of sponsors and they're a family, we've got three young kids who are in their third year of traveling around Australia and they write a blog and put up a bunch of photos and 
And uh, like I said, they have sponsors, uh, camping sponsors and full drive sponsors and all these kind of different sponsors who help pay their way and they're obviously making money through advertising off these these companies. And um, I found out about them after I was telling somebody about my idea of one day traveling around the country, maybe doing six months to a year, um, traveling around with the kids and in the caravan and doing podcasts from town to town. And then someone said, oh, there's a guy tripping a band who are you know, not doing podcasts but doing blogs and, and, and doing that. And so I've been following them since. And they got great photos. I went to some great spots. I went to some great camping places in the Burrup and then the Car- and Carragini recently. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I'd obviously cottoned on that they were in the Pilbara and I got hold of them on, on Instagram and said, if you were in Port Hedland, hit me up. I'd love to have a chat with you guys. It'd be great. And they kind of said, I'm not sure if we're coming to Hedland. If we do, we'll sort of let me know. And then I caught wind that they were in Hedland and had been here for about a week. Uh, and when I got hold of them, they said, oh, sorry, mate, we're leaving, um, leaving today or leaving tomorrow. So they bailed out. So basically they snubbed me. It's all right. I said, okay, I understand. I understand. No love for the little guy. Uh, you, you know, time's precious. You bloody sponsorships and you're making money. So whatever. If I, I, that, I understand. It's fine. I'll um, yeah, I'll keep that in memory bank. But I did get snubbed by tripping a van, but I'm still going to follow them anyway. I think it's pretty cool with what they're doing. And um, yeah, they they definitely go to and expose some some great camping spots around the country. You can follow them, get some ideas for your own trips, and it can be done. Traveling with young kids, homeschooling, and Giving them a really good experience in life, man. You know, something that a lot of kids don't uh, get to experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm down for that. And um, yeah, I'll still support them and follow them around. But uh, yeah, definitely got snubbed. Anyway, Northwest Fest is coming uh, 20, 25th, 26th, 25th and 26th of, of August. That's off the top of my head. I've got a terrible memory, so let me just check that. August the twenty. 24th and 25th. August 24th and 25th, yeah. Um, so 24th will be the will be Amy Shark, Baker Boy, Potbellies and Red Hook and some local artists. And then Sunday the 25th will be Ash Grumwald, uh, the Pierce Brothers and some more local artists. So, yeah, I've got hold of as many of the artists as I can. Uh, Red Hook said they're going to come on and have a chat with me, which is pretty cool. Um, they're like a sort of punk, electro, indie, rock kind of band, pretty crazy sort of music uh, and pretty crazy looking uh, crew. So check them out, have a look at them on Instagram or whatever and um, have, find some of their music on Spotify and have a bit of a listen. I'll get them on here and I reckon we'll have a pretty fun chat with those guys. They seem like they're kind of out there. And then uh, I Baker Boys management, management got back to me and said that they, uh, they're they not going to have time to do that while they're in town. I know they do have a few other things planned, but I will have another crack at that through some other channels. We'll see if Brad from PCC Productions can, um, can tease something out with me because I think that would be a really good fit, having a chat with him about community and about where he comes from and the Aboriginal people and, and um, what it's like for him breaking out of a small community and, and becoming this you know massive um, uh, uh, national sort of hip-hop phenomenon that he is. He was on the Play School this week doing the cover of Hickory Tickory Talk. So, you know, he's, he's really bust out from this that small community and, and he's doing a lot of work and he's working with some big names and big artists and, and just doing heaps of touring. So it'd be cool to have a chat with him, man. And, um, again, I'll see if I can um, tee something up with that one. And I've also, I'm also really trying to get hold of Ash Grumwald. I've followed Ash Grumwald for years He's a legend of the blues and roots scene. He's a man with a message to his music also, and I reckon I've got to have a good chat and a good yarn with him. But you know, it's hard. These guys are busy. They've got management teams. There's people that filter out messages. How many people 
throw them messages and shit like that when they're touring around or through, you know, their DMs or emails. I probably get heaps, hundreds. So I understand I'm not taking it personally, uh, but I am going to keep, keep trying and see if I can tease something up with one or two or, uh, of those guys. And, yeah, hopefully the local artists, hopefully Bella Blakemore gets the call up. Um, she was, she, she uh, opened up last year at Northwest Fest. Uh, she also opened up for the Waves earlier this year. She's been doing heaps of her own gigs around town, down at the Esplanade and down at the Yacht Club and things like that. So uh, she's a friend of ours, and she's also going to be on the podcast pretty soon in the next week or two. She's just down in Perth at the moment, and we'll tee something up after that. So looking forward to getting Bella on here and having a yarn to her. We'll also be getting uh, Ibs and Kate from Ironworks on to have a chat when we can, when we can work out around their, their uh, or around Ibs, uh, Ibs fucking, uh, bloody um, schedule, work schedule. And then also Wazza from Pilbara Adventurers to come on and have a yarn about this epic tricky trip he's just done up through the top end and through the middle of Australia. I think two or three of them on, on dirt bikes. So have a yarn about that. Uh, that'll be on the weekend, I think, of the 25th of August. That, uh, oh, sorry, of July. So coming up pretty soon. Looking forward to that one also. Um, lastly, before I head out, the, um, the, well, I was watching Origin and made me think about adverts, right? You saw, I don't watch free-to-air TV, uh, and I don't listen to commercial radio stations, really. So, uh, except, uh, uh, you know, I do, <laughs> I do get a bit of, I do have a slot coming back up on Spirit FM with David Eckhart pretty soon. So watch out for that one. Listen to, listen to commercial, radio, commercial radio station when I've got an interview on there. <laughs> but um, apart from that, I don't really listen to those, um, you know, those uh, free-to-air or commercial radio stations much. And when I do, I hear the adverts and it makes my skin crawl. I can't stand the adverts, mate. I just think, I think get the fuck out of here when I see it. That's what I think. I avoid it mostly, but occasionally you hear... They're these free-to-air radios, and there's they're all loud. They're louder than the show that you're watching, and there's all they've got little songs and ditties, and like, you know, it's sale bang, and it smashes in against the screen. This price is being crushed, bang, and it smashes in against the screen. It's so intense and arrogant and in your face, and the bloody radio adverts are even worse. They treat you like you're a bloody idiot, and they they do this the same formula that they've done for the last twenty years. These stupid little skits and a little ditty to try and get stuck in your head. And they put this stupid radio voice on, specifically uh, in Headland, the, the adverts up here that are for like mining companies and shit like that, for like um, training. Yeah, so you get this guy that puts on his puts on his um, his voice uh, and they got all the acronyms, you know. So it's, hi, this is my mining industry voice. Do you need a VOC, a GRT, a CW or MP, MPB? Get hold of yada, yada, yada. And it's like all your frigging acronyms and your mining deep mining industry voice. I just hear it. I think, get the fuck out of here. It drives me insane. And uh, <laughs> so that's my that's my, my get the fuck out of here uh, segment for this week. I, I can't stand adverts, mate. I just can't stand it. And I'm glad that I – I know I do shout-outs at the beginning of my podcast, and I know most podcasts have an advert, um, you know, have do some sort of advertising. I'm not talking about – the fact of advertising, I'm talking about the traditional way people advertise on radio and on and on free to air TV. It's just the same old formula, overproduced. They're not, they don't have any respect for the people they're trying to sell to. They're just trying to get stuck in your head, and um, yeah, they treat you like idiots, man. Like it's that, that 
I guess there's, I guess it still works. Obviously, although would, they wouldn't still be doing it, but you just think there's this day and age, man. We're doing things differently. The commercial, the the the, um, the the global conscience is shifting. You know, the way that we think about things, the way we interact with media, the way we listen. You know, what we're willing to put up with, the way we digest our information, and it's it's all changing and shifting. I think you need to change and shift with it too, rather than just singing stupid songs to us and um, lying to us in your adverts to try and get us to buy shit. Bloody drives me insane. Get the fuck out of here. And my other get the fuck out of here for this week is um, anyone who's spent enough time in this town would have come across a Take Five book, right? I don't work for BHP, but I've seen the bloody Take Five book. I know what it is. And there's this dude on the front cover. I like to call him Brad. Brad. I like to call the guy Brad. He looks like a Brad to me. And he's got this grin on his face and he's standing there with all the safety gear and they're talking about some sort of safety uh, procedure or, uh, or, or, or whatnot in a little group. And and Brad is the kind of guy that will smile to your face and then stab you in the back as soon as you turn around. You can just read it all over him. Brad is a dick. That's who Brad's Brad is. Brad is the worst. Brad's all over. He's on the fucking front of that tape file book. You know who he is. Mr. Fucking smile to your face, stab you in the back. Brad. Get the fuck out of here. Um, anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up now, pretty much. Big shout out to Seth Century. Uh, opened up their podcast with um, The Wrong One, which is a new track from Seth Century. Nice, smooth one. I like what he's doing there. Got a bit of a, um, a, a, bit of a storytelling vibe to it. Um, Seth's, Seth Century um, is a, one of the Australian uh, sort of hip-hop Dude's just been doing it for a, for a long time now, fifteen odd years or so, and um, I loved his album. His favorite album of mine was the it was called "This Is Tomorrow." Uh, that had tracks like "My Scene," "Room for Rent," and uh, "Dear Science." And "Dear Science" to me is just one of the, the wittiest, cleverest little uh, hip hop tracks going going around. He's always he's very witty and he's got a good message, like uh, in a lot of his songs, kind of got a dark, sarcastic kind of humor to him. Um, yeah, great album. Great hip hop artist and, and hip hop Australian hip hop is really going through a shift right now. It's changing and that's fine. That's what happens with music. Music has to grow. Industries have to grow. Artists have to try new things and diversify themselves. But for me, my favourite Aussie hip hop is probably like the scene of five to ten years ago. Um, you know, you listen to those Hilltop Hoods, um, Seth Centuries, uh, even going back to your to your older stuff, Twelve Hundred Techniques and and Downside and all that kind of stuff. I really love all that gear. Um, but like I said, it is changing, and that's fine. The industry's got industry is going to do that. There's still some great Aussie hip hop that I'm that I'm digging and loving right now. But yeah, I love a good um, a good message, a good lyrical sort of a, a track with a real good um, yeah, a good vibe, a good story, and a good message to it. So shout out to Seth Century and that new track, the wrong one. That was episode number forty one of the Average Man Podcast. Thanks for listening to me. I'm trying to work out the bugs in my little get the fuck out of here segment. I know it's clunky. I can hear it myself, but I'm just trying to have a bit of a laugh and, um, yeah, mix things up a little bit. Hope I'm keeping it interesting for y'all. Keep your eyes out for the logo coming soon and for those interviews I've got coming up also. Um, Please like this link. Share this biatch when I drop it. And, yeah, thanks for all your support, people. Yeah, Average Man Podcast, episode number 41, wrong one. Over and out. Ciao.